0: welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David, Yeah, how you doing? That was quite a forceful hello, even was by it? your standards. Uh, because you know what? I realized I was taking too long to get there. Like I was clearing my throat and I was like, hey, get to it. Just get to it. <laughs>
1: well, You know, the listeners aren't waiting. No, but like, I, you are.
0: But <laughs> okay. You are. Our, you no, know, can, our guest can, is, you know, I didn't want to. Oh, guest. Well, we better hurry oh, up. Oh, yeah. 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 We got a guy in a tie here and it's not you yeah well, the, well you also on, i'm yes. also wearing a tie but that's par for the course but uh so yeah um i'm trying to think if there's any business any business aside from uh general sponsors um no oh you know what i will say is that uh we are now firmly in september thank you everybody for uh sending in your right. your top 50 well your your 10 submissions to the uh top 50 Movie scores of all time. Voting that, is closed. Voting is closed. The list has started to be presented. By the time right. this goes up,
1: if you send a list now, it will not be read. In fact, it will be discarded, and you'll be blocked
0: on all social. That media. is true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because get with the fucking program. <laughs> all right. Like I told, I said many times. You know, <laughs> right. August thirty first is the cutoff. Um, but yeah, I think by the time this goes up, I think you'll be able to go and see numbers fifty through. I think 22 maybe, so, um, and a few of the 25 through 22 those will uh, those have blurbs and so from 25 to 1 those will all have little write-ups about uh, what makes those scores so good and but thank the, you to you
1: and our other contributors for doing that
0: indeed absolutely because i didn't know, david you do enough you already write the vast majority of the blogs you know so uh we all have our part to play okay and this is how i justify my presence on the uh, on the podcast more and than the justified. Website. consider it justified oh thanks buddy all right moving on Let's introduce to, our guest, okay. right? Or do you want to do ads first? Let's do ads first because, as Let's always, I do not know if our guest subscri- subscribes to these products. <laughs> so, okay. This episode is sponsored by MUBI, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, MUBI's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only 4.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. This week's double bill goes to an exciting new talent. I put an exclamation point in there just so that I knew. Um, Josephine Decker, a filmmaker and performance artist within the Joe Swanberg circle of artists and friends. So I feel like you kind of know what you're getting there. Uh, She's made a, a, a pair of atmospheric experimental thrillers. I'm intrigued. Here are here are their names. Okay, Butter on the Latch. Oh, I've heard of this. You know that okay, you know that one? And uh, Thou Wast Mild and Lovely. I like that one. Uh, both of them are available at MUBI uh, right now. And there is also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Retention. You go to Movie Free. Sorry, you can try Movie Free for a month. Just go to MUBI.com. That's M U B I dot slash battleship to redeem now. Uh, check it out.
1: Gonna, I've I'm been gonna, meaning to watch Butter on the Latch. I've heard nothing but good things, um, and I
0: this other one is probably great, too. I can safely say I have not heard of it because I feel like I'd remember the title. <laughs> um, oh, I can't get a good hold on this thing. There's butter on the latch. Is Why that are you what grabbing things by... What, okay, what's a... like?
1: Uh, uh, what are you picturing when you see hear a latch? You know what? I guess, I guess
0: it's not a thing you would grab.
1: I guess it would, like... Like on a briefcase? Like maybe I can't get this briefcase open. Sure. It's got absolutely. Marcellus Wallace's soul in it or whatever. Yeah. And I can't get it
0: open. It's like I know the combination, but there's uh, you know, their fail safe is they've got butter <laughs> on the latch. <laughs> All right. We've All right. got other things to get to, so just calm down, everybody. Uh, along with movie, this episode was brought to you by Ryan Barrett, CPA. <laughs> I'm really enjoying saying yeah, that. Bad Ryan C P A. Yeah, Ryan, I apologize if that's not how you wanted me to say it. Okay. I made sure I wrote this down. As of the night of recording, there are 218 days until tax day.
1: So as of the night of this being posted, there are
0: (laughs) even fewer 214. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Well, now you let people behind the curtain. Now they know, you (laughs) know, now they know like what day we recorded this and I don't like that. Uh, So 218 days until tax till tax day. I was going to say tax time. Tax time is a general season. That's like from January 1st until I'm going to say June. Right? For you. Well, you know, I'd say for most, most people I know wind up asking, you know, filing an extension. Really?
1: I mean, I, um, You're awful. Johnny on the spot, aren't I'm you? I'm not great at, at taxes, but okay. I've never filed an, ext- uh, ask for an extension, so there's that.
0: You're not great at taxes. That's interesting. Here's what I suggest, David. I'm listening. Uh, I suggest Chin you— Chin cup in my, <laughs> my hand. <laughs> <laughs> listening. Oh, why isn't this a video podcast? <laughs> um, I suggest you go and seek out the advice of Ryan Barrett, CPA. Ryan has 12 years of accounting experience, and though he is based in Denver, he has experience working with clients in all 50 states— david that includes california which is where that is where you and i we don't want to be too behind the curtain i know right yeah yeah. but yeah Yeah. we do live somewhere in california yes in the lower half of california i'll even put that out there okay uh by country folks um okay so uh he can help uh, with the tax needs of both individuals and small businesses you can contact ryan at Ryan Barrett, that's B A R R E T T. Ryan Barrett C P A dot com or as we would prefer, uh you can click on the ad at battleship retention dot com. So Yes,
1: that's the uh, easier way to do it. You don't have to remember how to spell the name. You just go to battleship retention dot
0: com, assuming you know how to spell that. So hopefully uh All our uh, interjections did not take away from the overall point, which is if you need tax advice and just general accounting advice, seek out Ryan. He has a a lot of uh, 12 years of experience, and uh, I highly recommend that you go to him. I am excited. Finally,
1: we are are ready to introduce
0: our guest. Mm -hmm. Tyler, why don't you do the honors? All right. So uh, I believe I first heard, I think, I'm not 100% sure, if I first officially heard of this debonair young man if it was either uh, a video called finding messarian or the ill-advised and ill-fated <laughs> my year with bp.tumblr <laughs> or whatever the hell it was uh blog back when we recorded 365 ep- episodes and we yeah. challenged people and two people started two people started and uh nobody won the race yeah. uh because uh oh shoot Darren Darren that's right he made a go of it and then that Bill Dwyer episode broke him as (laughs) happens it happens a lot right Um, and then our other uh, but his 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 sum ups were like little paragraphs you know right when i saw what what our guest was doing which was just really in depth and i just thought wow that's great no way yeah no way <laughs> this, this can't possibly last yeah i thought it was hilarious and then he made it i think five days in yeah, yeah that'll do it yeah. um you know what i wish that i wish we had followed suit i wish we had quit after five weeks right um <laughs> but um but not, that was a lot of fun. Yes, and also, not, he's done other things. <laughs> he's done other things, <laughs> but I feel like that's the only thing that I really care that much about. No, that's, that's not true at all. Uh, yes, his name is uh, Jeremy Woodcock, and we'll talk more about his, his work in general. He is a comedy writer living in Canada but visiting Los Angeles. Well, Jeremy yeah. Woodcock how you doing? I speak now. Hi. All
2: welcome right. to the BP Movie Journal. Um, no, <laughs> I don't forget how to no, that. No, that's, I, uh, first I, off,
0: this isn't your show.
2: <laughs> I know. I just had that planned all the way through the Uber. Um, I uh, Yeah, a great thing ended that, which was I got a job, which yeah. was, I yeah, I was able to spend just a whole day working on, I, I, I banked them. I did bank yeah. them. I just did those all in like one day and then parceled them out and then I I I got busier which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I guess that was it. my first like direct interaction with you guys, but definitely not all not all I've done. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the what's what, what's what's the job? What what do you do now? I'm a television writer. Watch out. uh for a Canadian show called This Hour Has 22 Minutes, which people call our daily show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it predates the Daily Show, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And but also the Daily Show is kind of our daily show. Um it's more what we but um yeah, it's it's old. It's it's about twenty. It, last season was it's twenty second year. Oh, 22 twenty two, twenty two. Yeah, and uh, that's about it. But yeah, a lot of a lot of stand up shows, a lot of TV writing happened at that time, and and I got uh, I couldn't listen to you guys as much. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I had to do it in the. So you haven't listened car. since then? Not uh, n- I have not, David. Okay, all right. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, the comedy writing in a moment, but I also wanted to talk about the, uh, I wanted to talk about finding Basarian and the web series, the Ur- the Urbane Explorer, Urbane Explorer, which I enjoy tremendously. Uh, if anybody likes us on Facebook or follows me on Twitter, you, you will see video. You'll be like, what the hell is this? Why? <laughs> why do <laughs> oh, you? They- <good. laughs> <laughs> like once a month, we get several videos from this thing called the Urbane Explorer. I don't know what the hell this is or what it has to do with Battleship Retention. Well, now we can, Now I can do it in good conscience. But right. no, it's more just uh, I find them delightful. So uh, explain what they are. Explain
2: yourself. They are a series of videos wherein I, uh, a well-meaning but slightly clueless comedian, go explore a location in Toronto for now and um, just tell jokes and uh, really just let on how confused I am and try to mm. try to make a boring place interesting. <laughs> Uh, it's far better to watch than to hear me pitch it. Um but yeah, that's that's what it is. And uh people seem to like them. I enjoy uh, them
1: what's that? Uh,
2: what I what I like about
1: What I like about it is that you you talk about like trying to make a boring place interesting, but because of who your character in those settings is mm-hmm. it actually does become there is like yeah it's not just let's laugh at this guy who's yeah. naive you kind of do get caught up and you feel like this sense of like wonder about sure. about these places that, that's what i like so much about them nice. I,
0: that is exactly what i enjoy and i appreciate that you say the character because there's a character <laughs> that you play that is Don't take this the wrong way. Adorable. The character (laughs) is adorable. How could I take that the wrong way? Just, like you said, clueless, but also, like, just so willing to. to find like deep philosophies <laughs> just like hey i, w- I went in a waiting in a river yeah and uh, so and i learned something deep about myself you Yeah, know? i think that's hilarious well, you know
2: yeah i can do that because there are two safety nets of it being like slightly a character with my same name but also we can just cut it out if it sounds ridiculous yeah, yeah. it's uh how do you how do you pick the
0: locations do uh, you pick them based on how potentially boring they could be no or uh like the amount of stuff that you think you could get out of it
2: uh, but neither at this point it's sort of like in the trying to show people places they've never been mm-hmm. it, like well the, we went to the island where everybody goes Toronto Island but they go in the summer and tan on the beach so we went in the winter and just trying to flip so we went to the airport but just stayed there instead of flying anywhere so we just mm-hmm. take a, a place that people know and then twist it which the first one that started finding Bussarian it's a subway station in toronto that's famous for nobody using it um and because so, our anyway the mayor put it near his house and uh that's pretty much he wanted it near his house and uh there's a lot of corruption nobody behind really, but, it yeah but he's, not an uh, ounce of negativity in the video i like that no 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 <laughs> he, he was a uh, furniture salesman and then became our mayor and then became a furniture salesman again <laughs> um He did his duty, and then it was back to work. Back to wait. Is this
1: this isn't the mayor that we've all heard of? This
2: was not Rob Ford. No, it was uh, it was the the guy who people would have placed at the bottom before Rob Ford came along.
1: Now, um, you've come to to a country where. It is possible that Donald Trump is going to be our next president. (laughs) Yeah. What can you prepare us for in terms of having a batshit crazy uh, Um, (laughs) executive office holder?
2: Donald Trump seems to have a slightly healthier lifestyle because that was we all. There was just craziness in the, the it was all parallel. The arrogance, the the. Raving about his business acumen, but uh-huh. being slightly racist and, and things like that. That was all Rob Ford. And then all of us, after two years of everybody um, being really over him already, then just that brand new thing started where you guys heard about him in the the crack, and that was yeah. that was all. He was. He was nobody's favorite before that. He was already scandalous. Okay. And then he just became, became superhumanly interesting.
0: <laughs> so I'll ask this. Along the same lines as the Donald Trump thing, how...
2: How did he get elected? Like, what, did he? He's very rich. Okay. His family is rich. They okay. they started a uh, that kind of business that you would never hear of, but it's on everything. They print labels, so every every one of your DVDs and stuff, they would get sort of a cut for you know that kind of thing. Oh wow! Yeah, not yours, not.
0: Yeah, mine are clean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friends. But um, and uh, his and then his father became a conservative politician in the nineties, and then they started just a dynasty where um, they had to allow the the guy who's mayor now. He had to go to the Ford family and ask if he could run for mayor before Rob. Um, so they they just became this political dynasty from being a very very and he's so he's never had to work a day in his life. Wow. Uh, That's really. He's Donald Trump. Trump. That's really something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm
0: becoming more and more frustrated with this Trump shit. Mm -hmm. Like when you are, I guess I'm not registered Republican, but like that tends to be how I vote these days. uh, And you just see this thing. (laughs) that's not going away. Yeah. And I feel like, and it's just like, this is, this is getting to be alarming, yeah. because this isn't merely he's he's polling low, but he's got but he has his own money, and so he's just going to keep running until he doesn't want to. He's polling well, very well, and so now I'm getting very frustrated with my. Well, I get I'm reluctant to say my people. My people would never uh, entertain the notion of this monster uh, running for any office at all. Um, I I have found my candidate, uh, and and she uh-huh. is uh that's right i'm pro woman <laughs> and <laughs> you know david you are with bernie sanders and thus you are now declaring a war on women okay my um, woman
1: uh i'm not with bernie sanders i'm not with anybody
0: Don't you, um, who do you is that is that who you align with no when i took the i
1: side with yeah, quiz yeah. i'm not actually with anybody Oh my! The whole, you're with the, whole, <laughs> the whole lot of them can go jump on a lake. You're with um, you, and yeah. that's all you care about. But no, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with an analogy for your situation as a reasonable conservative. It's like here's I can't what it think is. of one. You're in a you're in you're in line for a buffet. Okay, oh. all right, right. Sure. And there's one item at the buffet that everyone's really there for. Like they have a special. I don't know. They have like a, a an omelet station or like a you know a roast beef carving or something like that. Sure. sure. But there's a finite amount of it. And some asshole up there is just standing there and saying more, more yeah. and more. And you know, it's like, we know there's an election. There's a hard end to this campaign yeah. season. And the closer we get to it before you get to the actual campaigning, right, the more frustrating it is. It's just like, you know, they're going to run out of this, this yeah. sliced roast beef. So is Donald Trump the roast beef or the no, man asking ass- 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 yeah. for more and more? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the roast beef is the and, presidency, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think roast beef
1: represents it. <laughs> the time between okay, now in the election. Yeah. It's I, okay. I,
0: and talking with my, my conservative friends, it's just like, we used to speak with a great deal more certainty that he will get tired of his little game and right. quit. But now he's being em- And I think that was the case, but now he's being emboldened by people supporting him. I'm like, this is, not going to turn out well for anybody. No, he I, will get tired and bored if he starts to lose. I hope I man, <laughs> maybe if the, like that's the thing, there's only been one debate. If there's two more and and other people start taking shots at him and people and hopefully people realize, "Oh yeah, I guess he's not that uh, that right. great." Although why how they're not realizing that already sure. is uh, beyond me. Anyway, it's a very depressing time for me right now. And just and I feel like if the time comes if he was ever the no- the nominee, it's like, not that my vote matters much in California in the first place. But guess who's staying home? That's me. Yeah. And I never thought I would be that person. But uh, if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee, that's what I'm doing. Okay, I've um, made my stance, Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm so sorry
2: Babe, that you had Tyler. to listen to that. No are you problem. are you from Toronto? I'm from Whitby, okay. which is an hour west of Toronto. Okay, but um, very, I it's very strongly not there, there's the Greater Toronto Area. Okay, and I strongly say I didn't grow up as you know a, a Toronto kid. Which people will there's a big divide of like a downtown Toronto person and a sub a suburban kid kind of. I don't okay. know the equivalent here.
0: OK, but I, I don't I, I don't in know. Ch- in Chicago, there is there is that
2: there was like uh, the Chicago suburbs and stuff. But if and you, everyone if said they're like, from Chicago. There's like a stigma. There's not. There's just a, actually sort of. There's just a familiarity people expect me to have with the city, where I, oh, okay. I first rode the subway when I was 30, rather than five. You know, uh-huh. yeah. We just traveled into Toronto for Blue Jays games.
1: I see. Yeah, you brought in your Blue Jays hat, and it's a well-worn hat, proving you didn't just jump on the bandwagon because no, no, they're no, so
2: good this season. No, I jumped on in '92 and, and stayed on. Yeah. Uh,
1: but how do you feel about them being so having such a
2: great season? It's really exciting. It's uh, yeah. It's not ex- it's not as exciting as uh, as the last one when I was when I was twelve when they were, started winning every World Series. But it's it's going to be exciting. Come playoffs, so they've they've teased us many times over the last twenty years. So once they yeah. make it, once they make it past that threshold, then then it'll get exciting.
1: Is it to the point where in in Toronto and in Toronto, like sports media? Is there less interest than usual in the hockey like camp starting up right
2: now because Very, people are focused on how the Blue Jays are? I mean, the Leafs bottomed out last year. Yeah, people are finally—they they sold out, I think, for 50 stray years, and then last year the Leafs started to have their— so they were already dropping, and it just coincided with the return of a decent Blue Jays team.
1: Are you a Leafs fan?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, i i was one of the people last year who started to think we, they're you know they're cruel to us they uh, they don't try they it's a giant corp same corporation owns like the leafs and the jays and the raptors everything up there and yeah. it's, they're they're just trying to make money essentially at this point um
1: so how, how long have you lived
2: in toronto i've lived in toronto about five years not too yeah not too long i uh I grew up in Whitby. Then I went off to school in a place called Waterloo and then, uh, like moved the to,
0: Song. that's where it's
2: where it all ended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have two uh, different references, Put <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon in, in, both. Um, and I, and then I, yeah, started, it coincided with starting comedy about five years ago moving into Toronto and trying to survive in the big city. Um, now
1: are there, <laughs> as a comedian and comedy writer, mm-hmm. Do you know comedians and comedy writers in Toronto who are very jealous that you started comedy five years ago in and are now writing for a TV show? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: um, I yeah. I, I will sometimes be sitting backstage with comics and we'll talk about our first show and how it went. I, I did stand up for the first time two years ago, um, oh, and boy. people are talking about like the year 2000 and how things were, and I and especially in the last year with the SNL thing, and I. I, I did just for laughs, and it, yeah, there's a there's a bit of. Well, I'm friendly, so they, yeah. they don't. Yeah, but you can see the you can see they they would love to be angry if I wasn't as nice. Well, they should be you know they should be funnier.
0: That's that's well, the way that's I look the key. at it. You know, it's yeah. all it's I mean mer- they're all it's merit
2: based, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything everything is merit based. I have to uh, assume. Yeah. Um, why else would Rob Ford be uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: the mayor for so long? <laughs> exactly. um, uh, but what led to you? Because you're not. I mean,
1: I, I don't know how old you are, but you're not like. You didn't. You said you started stand up two years ago. You didn't just
2: graduate college two years ago. No. Like, what led to you starting comedy? Well, uh, I always you did. So, so the thing, the thing about growing up in Whitby and the reason it's distinct from Toronto is, show business doesn't exist. Stand up comedy doesn't exist. These were all things that I would watch on TV, watch Norm Macdonald or something, and would want to do, and it would just be literally impossible to do. So I just went off to school. I wanted to be a writer, and I just read and wrote, but never, uh, conceived of doing anything live because I didn't know any scene and only, only Toronto really, Toronto and Vancouver are the scenes in Canada now. So I, um, it only became a possibility to me once I moved in Toronto and saw oh, these shows exist and I can say these jokes on stage instead of I was just writing them. Um, how did you come to get the job on uh, Twenty Two Minutes? I think uh, finding Rosarian helped actually. It's, hmm. it's how I've heard about Saturday Night Live that you just need like some slight bit of notoriety for them to catch you. Like because uh-huh. they'll get a lot of submissions, um, and they you know they need to know you from something else. So, um, but I, I, I had buddies who were in a sketch. There's a thing called Sunday Night Live in Toronto. Okay, um, and it's a big sketch show, a weekly sketch show. And uh, a few of them were writing for that show, so they asked me to send in jokes and recommended them. Um <laughs> it sounds far too standard. I sent in jokes, and they really liked them. <laughs> and then I went for a tryout, and then I got on, yeah. But Finding Bizarin is probably, that, that's what sort of... That was, yeah, me. they mentioned that in my interview. Wow. Because you have uh, to do, yeah, it's hard to... I. I sort of feel for people who are really good writers and don't perform live and don't make, they're just like on the page hilarious because there's something Mm -hmm. that doesn't, you get a package and you don't know who that person is and I don't know how much attention they pay to it.
0: It's it's something that that I've heard from a lot of um, independent filmmakers out here is that Years ago, it used to be, okay, do, oh, you're a writer or you're a filmmaker. Let me see a script. But now, like, filmmaking is so easy. Well, I'm sorry, it's not easy. But, like, it's easy to get, easier to get equipment and stuff that now – I think it was uh, Dallas and Patrick that told us that – Directors that, of Entrance. That's right. Um, that said now it's, oh, the, uh, you're a filmmaker. Do you have a film? I would like to watch that. Oh, you have a script. Go make it into a film and then I'll watch that. Like, it's very much show – it's like I don't – I don't want to read. Yeah, just tell me what you think is
2: funny. Yeah, the worst case, is just write it as a graphic novel, and then we will sell it go. as a movie. Yeah, right you go. need to create some some other version of it first. Yeah, that is a very standard thing. I
0: learned that at the pro- that producer's thing at uh, that executive thing at Comic Con. That uh, oh. so they will strange. get a they will get a property that they're like, okay, this might not work immediately as a movie, so the studio bankrolls it to be a graphic novel, and then it then they adapt it. Oh, didn't that happen with
1: um, what was the Joseph Kaczynski movie with? Tom Cruise that I liked. Jerry Maguire.
2: Guire. Sky.
1: Oblivion. <laughs> oh, Oblivion. Oh, okay. It, it, didn't that, was, that was a graphic novel. Uh,
2: I don't know. I think
1: it was a graphic novel. I don't remember. Was it that, I wonder if it was that sort of thing.
2: Maybe. I wonder, I know, I met a stage manager who was 70 years old uh-huh. and had been doing it his whole life and he wanted to write a book about it about stage managing so they made him go for two years to get a degree in stage managing so that they could use that to sell the book so it's all these things <laughs> they need think, it's not it's not what's important but they need that stamp of followers or degrees yeah. or what school uh, offers a degree in stage management that's a uh, of course Ryerson. That's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not a hands-on kind of thing um the theory of stage managing. So, uh,
1: Quick question about twenty two minutes. Are you friends with Nathan Fielder? Follow up question. Do you think you could get him to
2: do this podcast? Um, the the latter is more possible. Uh, he's sort of the generation before me in right. Toronto from like two thousand five to two thousand ten. Uh, a lot of people were doing, and Levi McDougall writes for Conan now. Um, but uh, yeah, I know I know everybody who knows him. So I'll, <laughs> I, he gave me uh, you know the dumb Starbucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, g- yeah. Yeah, he gave me the hat that they they used on there, so I wear it around. Nice. Um, and That's I awesome. look like I'm wearing a Starbucks hat until people look closer. Um, so more people are put off by it, probably, until they <laughs> meet me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a, what a strange choice.
1: Now, the question I came in to get to, I don't know if you can answer it, why are you in Los Angeles?
2: I am doing uh, meetings and shows. Yeah? I uh, Yeah, I did uh, a stand-up show last night. and I Wh- went to the, Where at? At uh, a place called The Prince, uh no, The Palace, which inaccurate name for it it was uh it was in yeah it was on hillhurst
1: okay yeah Mm -hmm. i know that show i've never been to it Uh, yeah i know that show it was fun
2: um and monday i went to the comedy store Mm -hmm. just to watch and see it and then i've been running around doing yeah lunches and meetings and that kind of thing i never thought i would do um and that's been fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) um uh, how is your experience with los angeles in terms of uh, in comparison to toronto in terms of it being as hot as the sun right now <laughs> you, you, I was you say came to los angeles sun, yeah. when it is i mean i know it's has a reputation for being sunny and warm here nobody told me just so you know this is not normal yeah this it is shitty it is okay, shitty crazy hot, hot. okay <laughs> yeah
2: it is it hits you when you yeah um I well it's a lot harder to get around here. I don't drive. Right. Uh so I take the subway everywhere in Toronto and uh, this, this this seems to be just several city like I was in Pasadena and then I was in uh, Los Feliz and now I'm here and just mm-hmm. there's giant swaths of highway between each thing and yeah. you can't just
1: Yeah, it's it's frustrating because there is I mean there is public transit here. Um mm-hmm. and it's it's actually one of the busiest in the country, but uh they seem to like go out of their way to make it difficult. Whereas like when I lived in Chicago, when you walk up to a bus stop, you look up at the sign and it has a map of the route. So mm, you right. know where this goes. There's nothing like That's that yeah. it, has as well, in, yeah. in, in Los Angeles. They, you have to like, you have to look it up online, but you know, a lot of the people who are ride the, ride the bus in Los Angeles might not have easy access, you know, might
0: not have a smartphone mm. to look up the, or the I've, I've seen like uh like a, like a, not a pamphlet, but like a, a chart. Yeah. They uh, have, they have those yeah. on the And bus. that looks like the matrix. <laughs> like, it's just like just a bunch of numbers just coming down the page. I don't oh, that, know what any no. of it means. Once you're on a bus, they often have the pamphlet that has
1: the information about that bus line. Okay. In theory, but they clearly use the same bus for different lines. So sometimes you'll have pamphlets for three other lines that aren't the one you're on, right. which can be frustrating. Um, but we're not here to talk about public transit. I am. Oh,
0: boy. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, in the time that you stopped listening, we did not veer off. It's a Into, weird assumption uh, was, for you to I make. Was, yeah. Uh, Let me ask. Oh, this, because David, you don't know to ask this because you don't know the scandal. Well, I want to ask more about Los Angeles before we get to that. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'll just sit here while you talk <laughs> about wh- why.
1: What I want to ask how your experience has been. Okay. What do you mean you have nothing? To do? You live here.
0: <laughs> what? No, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, I feel... I feel uh, we'll take one more question on Los Angeles, <laughs> and then we'll move to... It, just, it feels weird to me to just say, like, uh, it almost says, like, so what do you think of Los Angeles? What do you think about being on Battleship Pretension? <laughs> like, right? You know, I mean, uh, kind of a dream come true, I have to assume, right? <laughs> no, I, I feel like this is... I've established
1: that I'm going to ask guests where they're from, yeah. and what that's about, Got and uh, about Los Angeles, about living I guess here. that's
0: true, and we don't have that many people who are visiting... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So I, that is true. I need to get. You know what? I'm going to readjust my thinking. <laughs> David, go to town.
1: So, what are your thoughts on the city other than it being hot and having bad public transit? What have you done other than your work related stuff? <laughs> um, I uh,
2: I went to the Los Angeles County Museum. We call it LACMA. Thank you. Um, these are the these are the tidbits I need to know to <laughs> not come off as a yokel. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was free. Everything that I had pl- I had brought money they the the tar pits were free that day hmm. <laughs> that was what they seemed to be worth but the the the, the museum uh i didn't get them but the museum uh, was free everything seemed to be free uh they had a magritte they had that famous pipe or oh. not not a pipe it's not a pipe yeah. it was not a pipe um and uh i was trying to do a little culture between i felt <laughs> very i feel i'm very uh showbiz Averse. I, I don't want to mm. seem. Cor- I'm, I'm just cringing saying I'm coming to do meetings, and I was like grabbing lunch with, uh, well, let's say people who are central to comedy. Oh. And, uh, um, and it was like, I feel very like I'm in the player or something, um, <laughs> which is not me. So I, uh, I was trying to go to, like, also just these things I'd heard about. Um, I also went to Koreatown to a mm. really good restaurant. You guys should try. You should try. Thank you. <laughs> I know. What's the, what's
1: the name of the restaurant? Do you it's mean? called Pot okay
2: and uh it was it's it's by this guy roy choi who apparently oh, seems to be blowing up i've uh, heard of him yeah it's his new restaurant but
1: uh <laughs> what is Tyler, there's a look on his face i'm confused i'm sorry about roy choi
0: it rhymes yes in what way in what's it like i don't i'm not incredulous like how to how do how does uh, he's a chef i assume
2: mm-hmm. yeah right how does he blow up well I like went there, and I known? didn't know this. And then when I went to a bookstore today, there was a book with him on the cover. Oh, books. And on the back, David Chang said, America's Hottest Chef.
0: Okay. Right, so. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I and, guess I naturally assume, like, okay, well, maybe there's some kind of reality show or something. Right. But you didn't mention that, so no, I thought there no. must be some other way. Uh,
1: and then did you see the book by David Chang where Roy Choi said he was America's most bloviating <laughs> chef? <champion?
0: laughs> I have a love-hate love, hate relationship with the, <laughs> the existence do. of David Chang. I know <laughs> that. But I know only that about him based <laughs> entirely on what you said I don't think I even re- officially know that he's a chef you, I just know that he's a little full of himself yeah. and uh,
1: and he played himself on Treme which I'm sure he got a lot of I'm sure he got a kick out of <laughs>
2: <laughs> did Anthony Bourdain play himself on Treme or does he just consult I know he he consulted sort of, I don't know if yeah. he
1: did um Alan Richmond did speaking of people that I'm not a fan of who's the food writer for GQ
2: okay he he's great in Die
1: hard. <laughs> um cuz he had written after the storm wrote a like uh, an article about New Orleans cuisine that was really mean-spirited and a lot of people were like hey asshole like we're yeah. still kind of getting on our feet here this is and he played himself at a New Orleans restaurant, and Kim Dickens' character threw a Cesarac uh, a drink in his face. So I guess he's a good sport. That since he or, himself, or maybe he's just so full of himself that he doesn't think that he thinks he's Teflon <laughs> and he can like this won't hurt me at all. I never understood. I've said this before on Twitter, like. I never really understood the concept of hate reading something until I discovered Alan Richmond <laughs> Cause he's so full of himself.
0: Uh, I, I just like David Chang and now they both write for GQ. So, uh, maybe I should just stop reading. GQ. I hate reading is, well, I mean, I guess just like articles and stuff. Right? Yeah, like yeah. Not, not a full book. <laughs> yeah, Cause it's more of a time. <laughs> commitment. A, it's
2: real time commitment. <laughs> yeah. You read war and peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: okay. That's it. What did you want to talk about? Tyler scandal. Not the show. Oh, not the not the uh, no. Shondaland, the hit. That's that's not the one. Although I've been told that I would like it. Yeah, I've uh, seen the odd episode. It seems uh, crazy and fun. I took an Uber. The from wife Pasad- likes it.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, how did that feel? Saying that, <laughs> that's, I'm going to stick with it. Okay, the wife likes it. <laughs> Commit to it. Um, yeah, uh, I was told uh, at length by an Uber driver between Pasadena and my house that scandal is very good <laughs> and that I would really like it. I'm, I'm There's some, lot of time, time for him to yeah. elaborate on yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, yeah, I know we have a scandal to get to, but I want to ask you, okay, I want to ask you about Uber.
2: Okay. And I want to ask you about Uber. Cause you took your first, Uber. I was the second you in the, and Tyler was the first.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> I, uh, full disclosure, am now driving for Lyft on evenings and weekends. What is your guys' experience? I know you've (laughs) had the one experience. Did you chat with the driver? I did. Did you start it, or did he
2: or she... Um... Because... I, I can't well, he it. had I can't. trouble finding me, which was entirely his fault. But I made it mine and apologized for it. Canadian, and uh, <laughs> and then he that just turned into him saying uh, that he was headed home. And then we we talked about that. He lives he lives around here, so uh, we did chat the whole time. I guess I kicked. I don't know if I hadn't said anything, if he would have been stone faced. He was very young though. He he wanted to chat.
1: Do you usually uh, chat, Tyler? <laughs> um, Let me see what my
2: experience is. Okay,
1: I want to be open to the idea of chatting so when someone gets in my car when i'm picking them up i say hello how is your morning evening afternoon whatever time of day it is uh how's it going and then i sort of like want to let i want them to take it and they almost never do right Right. so i don't know if it's because in general they're not in the mood to chat or if what i fear is more likely because i have a low opinion of myself i
0: put something out that is repellent (laughs) Uh, As somebody who takes Uber, not regularly, but uh, occasionally, um, I don't want to talk. It's nothing against them. I mean, obviously, they made some poor life choices for them to be here, but like, you know, that's that's Uber, not Lyft, not Lyft. Um, But um, but yeah, uh, I I don't think you should take it personally if they don't want to talk. No, I think you're
2: setting it up perfectly. You're leaving it in their hands to have a silent ride or a talkative one.
0: Because I've been in that position where, for example... Pasadena is not close to where I live, <laughs> so that was the full thirty-five to forty minutes of me being like, "Yeah, absolutely, yeah, scandal. I've heard, yeah, I've heard good things. Absolutely, I no, know, I now. haven't. You seen could
1: it. tell me everything that happens in the first three
0: seasons. Well, it's just like the person felt the need to, and you know what? They, they were perfectly friendly, and that's fine. And they asked me what shows I like, and I said like Hannibal. It's <laughs> like, oh, I haven't seen that. That looked really, really gross to me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess it is." <laughs> Well, back to Scandal, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get to what you wanted to talk about, because I'm excited Speaking of, of Hannibal. Oh, sc- <laughs> no, Scandal. Um, Real-life Scandal. So, okay. Rip from the headlines. Jeremy, this is very exciting. You wrote a sketch for Saturday Night Live. Did I? That's very exciting. Is that what happened? Something like that, right? It yeah, is what happened. Along those lines? Yes, so I have to assume you got a nice big paycheck out of that
2: that's very exciting. Uh, I'm the, me and Bill, hater, um, are constantly just chatting. No, I didn't. Uh, they, it was not, they didn't quite acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, that, that I, um, shall I tell the... By all the, means. It. So I um, woke up in the middle of the night one Saturday and saw a friend had tweeted uh, that a sketch had happened on SNL that I wrote. I was dumbfounded. Went back to sleep. Um, next day this sketch was everywhere because it was a there were two stages of it it was a popular sketch people said it you know stood out um and and i it was all over the place so i watched it and i said oh that's my i wrote that sketch for for this hour's 22 minutes a, f- a few uh, months before pretty much identical sketch and uh i was <laughs> buried down in the dumps because i was mm-hmm. like i'm the only one who knows this this has happened i'm not gonna say this myself yeah. um, and, and it was very very strange uh, I couldn't figure out what had happened and then by Monday the news the story being passed around was that this had been ripped off oh okay yeah it. Uh, that must... vanity fair CMZ called me I didn't talk to them it's probably <laughs> a good call yeah, I could only have made it so much worse I think <laughs> plus Toronto is well outside
1: the 30 mile zone <laughs> yes come which on is what TMZ stands for <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: oh I didn't know I've, yeah uh, yeah I, I thought s- it was the militarized zone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but certainly, I mean, if you wrote the sketch for 22 minutes,
2: certainly mm-hmm. people besides yourself knew. Yes, mu- much smaller viewing figures, but uh, yes, people did know. And then it started, but I. I, I talked to some people who knew who had seen Twenty Two Minutes, but um, it wasn't until it broke like on on CNN and things like this that that it then the swelled. So let's just say this: the video of Twenty Two Minutes sketch on YouTube had I think five thousand hits the day before, and uh-huh. had five hundred thousand after uh, after that week. Yeah. So it really, yeah, it, I I it wasn't confident that unless it broke on its own, that I would be able to or would want to say because you don't want to. I don't want the first time SNL to hear of me is to say, you stole my sketch.
1: <laughs> right, but certainly they they found out that people were saying this because it broke everywhere.
2: Yeah. Well, so what was the experience? What was it like? It, I, it wasn't as fun as you would think. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was because everybody was sort of d- d- saying, you know, you should feel great. You're clearly writing at that level if they would want to... Yeah. You know, you're clearly doing something right. That only goes well, so far. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... I'm There are plenty of other people to do things right and uh, get full credit and money. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Um, You you can't just take that for.
0: (laughs) It was a crummy week. Yeah. It's just like we could focus on how you're doing things right. How about let's also focus on how other people are doing things notably wrong. So very uh, like stealing things. So uh, real quick. uh, uh,
2: Describe the the sketch. Um, It's a uh, it's. Game called Win, Lose or Draw, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I don't know if it was. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. and um, oh, this is always it's always funnier to describe. Uh, they uh, the the uh contestant in his ear gets asked to draw muhammad after after (laughs) funny jokes that set up and uh, it's just him you know stalling and and trying to again so much funnier as a script but uh yeah that was that was the premise that uh the man is asked to draw muhammad and nobody knows what he's supposed to draw so they're really urging him on and uh and pressuring him to draw and he's panicking and not knowing what to do um and that man was played by mark critch and then bobby moynihan yeah, I guess they did add an odd element. They, they, they added, added about four minutes. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's, it, is, it is. That's like. sorry. <laughs> <Right. laughs> and I don't want it. to be putting down, this has been my heart, my tricky thing. You would want, my want, my wish the whole time was for them to say something, because what am I going to say? Right. I can't even say they stole it. There's one person who knows if they stole it, because they handed it in. Um, other than that, it's it's very strange to be describing so it. So
1: was there ever any resolution
2: uh, not for me. I, uh, I because I had written it for a show rather than it being a stand-up joke or something. It was between the two shows, okay. and uh, twenty-two minutes made a lot of noise about suing and things like this, and uh, nothing ever happened. Uh, I mean, did they make that the argument that that's pretty standard for this kind of thing, which is what is it? The parallel thought or something? Is that what it, is that? The, they, that's the phrase. That is the phrase. Yeah. Uh, or as James Adomian tweeted, uh, "Saturday Night Live." Um, the receptionist Saturday Night Live picking up the phone. It rings and they go, "It was parallel thought." Hello, <laughs> uh, huh. but uh, yeah, that no, they didn't even say officially. They didn't say anything. No. Um, various uh, cast members and writers did some tweets about it because uh, they were being asked about it and, and it was big in the news. Um, okay. But I never. There was never any official statement.
1: Were any of them?
2: What's what sort am looking for? Uh, Shane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Recalcitrant is that the word? I'm oh, for? nice oh, boy, you might be. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh. They were perspicacious, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess when when you say it, people from Live tweeted about it, were they humble
2: or were um, they defiant? No, yeah, only the, I think there were, I think there were probably a lot of people who were like, "Oh, I wonder what happened." Let's see, they didn't speak out. It was only the people who uh, wanted to say, "Look, this totally didn't happen." I don't know who wrote it okay, or yeah. what it. And it was it was um, tough because the. I'm trying not to name names. of the, One of the big stars of Saturday Night Live um, on Facebook said, we would never watch a Canadian show or steal this thing. And then people said, oh, so it wasn't. So, and he's like, well, I don't know what the person. Did. So, he's just using his <laughs> giant voice to yeah. to to put that out there with having no inform- more information than I did.
0: It kind of sucks. It kind of, not kind of, it really <laughs> sucks. just kind of this feeling of like circling the wagons and just being like, you've got your story if we stick to our story we're a bigger show mm-hmm. and uh we can make the argument that we're
2: we're also very smart and uh sure. we and I arrived at this premise and-, and obviously it's been a big influence on me and people like I don't I wanted them to make a statement because I wouldn't think someone like Lauren Michaels or the you know would have anything to do with that. it was one right. person if they did it so it was very strange to not have to to have it viewed as a circling the wagons thing and that they were nobody was they then it was one for all kind of thing so they mm-hmm. were standing with the person by not saying anything hmm. shameful <laughs> and there Shame are, there are more hidden Saturday details nightly. that i can reveal probably off air that's
0: but, very exciting <laughs> i can't which, wait
2: which i hate when anybody says that on the show because i don't get to hear those oh i'm but, sorry yeah. that's what's, uh, that's what's gonna happen yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. no question about it sorry, and, and david will tell you where it works and
0: it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> <That's true>. um, <laughs> i guess i'm pretty, uh, pretty much an open book on the show Yep. I don't think there's anything that I, that I hide. I mean my sexuality, but like, <laughs> you know, aside from that, uh, there is no Jen. Um, so, okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that cause it's such an odd, I mean like, yeah, and it's obviously kind of- you're not going to feel honored or anything like that, but it, let me ask you this. This is kind of a strange thing. Did that experience sort of put you on a certain type of map? Where yes. people say, oh, I know who
2: that guy is I now. I think in the same way the Finding Busserian helped us. I don't think I would be here this week necessarily if people didn't hear my name from that okay. sketch and uh, said I handled it classily, hopefully, which is why I didn't talk That's to CMZ. Because yeah, yeah. Then I'd be my image would be not yeah. what I would want it to be.
0: This guy so, yeah. knows how to be a company man. Yeah, so Something little, like
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> so a little patience and uh, long-term thinking, uh, I think, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, it's.
1: I would. I mean, there's a lot of more questions that I want to ask you, yeah. but I, I know you probably can't talk yeah. about right yeah. now because uh, uh,
0: you don't want to ruin uh, any
2: possible opportunities. <laughs> uh, no, I love. I love the people who run Saturn Night Live. It was a strange experience, but it's not. Yeah, I. It's still a dream job. God, I, w- I wonder if they. They should probably just hire you, right? Well, this is what I think. <laughs> okay. Should say, oh wow, this guy's thinking. I've got so many sketches. <laughs> so many sketches.
1: Uh, but I wonder if the person who.
2: Turned in that sketch is still, still there. Still out I there. I didn't know. I mean, there were when I did just for laughs this year. There were a lot of SNL people there, and I, I, I didn't know if one of them was right. the person who wrote it. So I had to be, oh boy, uh, circumspect. Nice. Yeah. This maybe is they, maybe uh, they. Our uh, tone.
0: Listen to our tone. It's all yeah, awesome. like, very like the sword uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: they handled the punishment internally.
2: Like like right. hockey players. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and and again, it was for a TV show, so they might have, con- yeah, maybe they would have reached out to me and be like, hey, buddy, sorry about this. We dealt with this, but they're not going to, yeah. who's going to do that? Yeah. Who's going to,
0: just like, the, the the responsible party has been punished. Don't <laughs> you worry about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he'll never be heard from again. No. Or um, she. Um, or she. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Women can be thieves too. Of course. That's, That's right. True.
1: like Betsy Brand's character on Breaking Bad.
0: No question about it. Um, they dropped that pretty quick, didn't they?
1: Um. Then it came back. Yeah, when they needed it. Did it? Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't. Yeah, I didn't remember. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about movies. Let's do it. Let's I love it. movies. Let's, Let's get, get into it, shall we? I was. Uh. So <laughs> I, I was going to ask this, and this is not about. This is not about like us. Mm-hmm. Did you find us?
2: through comedians being on the show or did you find us because you're a big movie fan um, that's a good question I'm a giant Paul F. Tompkins fan okay. so I remember hearing that when it came out um, I th- I don't know because I, I started listening when they, there weren't a ton of you guys were still pretty early in the, okay. the game so there yeah. were it might have. It might have been slash film because they also used oh, okay. to mention you. They,
0: you they, they, were they used to mention us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not get into that. Look, just because somebody decides that they're better than us, anyway.
1: But um, <laughs> that is. I want to make clear, absolutely clear for the listeners, that is a joke. We are, that fr- is we are absolutely a joke film that
0: I might secretly believe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I am joking. <laughs> I had to do <laughs> a little decide, little internal uh, analysis there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, but you love movies. I do. You referenced the player earlier. That's a win. Uh, good for you. <laughs> good for uh, What are some of your, let's try this. What are some of your favorite movies?
2: Comedy or otherwise? Uh, I'm trying to think of ones that aren't too obvious. Um, you know what you I love? You don't have to do that. We you talked about that. that. That's true. That The, the score thing, right? In mm-hmm. fact, one of the scores I was going to submit, I didn't submit a list. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I was trying to decide if uh, I could work Amadeus in there, and I just could not justify it. Um, I think I probably would have disqualified yeah, that. I'm, I'm sure sorry. and canceled this. Um, <laughs> but but I think like that's we have this because we
1: talked about it a while ago. Actually, like because I was talking about my nephew. If you ask him who his favorite character on Adventure Time is, he says, "Yes, oh, either Finn or Jake." because he yeah. doesn't have like that self-consciousness of like, Oh, I got to yeah. pick one that makes me sound cool. Yeah. Cause I had, and I was thinking about that again, just the other day I was, I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin, uh, Led Zeppelin recently. And I was like, uh, I wonder what my favorite Led Zeppelin song is. It can't be black dog because <laughs> right. everyone's like, that's a way to, sure, sure, too sure, sure, yeah. I, I gotta go with nobody's fault with mine. That's what I'm gonna yeah, go with. Because, to be hip. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, my father has that too. The, the thing your nephew has, um, I, I asked him his favorite basketball player once and he right away, Michael Jordan, like, <laughs> <laughs> why, yeah, why would it be? He's the best one. Um, In Bruges is okay. a movie that popped into my head because uh, I wanted to submit that for the score. I think it has one of the it's best a, scores. Great score. of, yeah. Great piano. Um, Carter Burwell? Yes. Yes. Who I, I tracked down a bunch of his stuff after for movies I had not mm-hmm. seen. Um, am I just listing I love I love Amadeus which I mentioned I love yeah. Sideways
0: okay
2: um on the way over I was thinking movies and I was trying to find themes yeah. of the, I feel like In and Sideways have a similar kind of two yeah. men against the weddings that's only Sideways <laughs> 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 they both they both play golf um I love Is, comedy yeah
1: uh that's actually something that I um, I've actually never seen in Bruges. Um, I know I shit, own it. Right? I can lend it to you. I've, I already have your copy of ET. I got to give enough. that back first. Maybe <laughs> yeah, you've seen um, ET. That's true. You can
0: have one copy of something you've seen. <laughs> that's one right. That-
1: that's the one. Wait, what? The, the extraterrestrial. Is that? Oh, that's. The, oh yes, to yes, clarify. Um, but uh, I know you, you were joking about like you know two men whatever, but mm-hmm. like movies about people on vacation or people like out of their element always i r- always really enjoy that Those, like yeah that's I, I that's why i love lost in translation i think that's it that gets to the way that two people who are both out of their element can bond really really quickly mm. based on that yeah and uh I, yeah, i'm always
2: really drawn to movies that have that sort of uh structure and it's such an interesting empathetic thing because you're seeing them out of their element even though you've never seen them in their element right you're not yeah. it's not anything you've based it on
1: yeah. but I, that almost in a way like makes them more relatable for sure. you know you can like because everyone's had that experience of being away from home yep. you know mm-hmm. in both good ways and and bad I'm trying to think of more examples, but
0: Lost in Translation is always the one that...
2: Planes, bit. trains, and automobiles. Yeah, that's so, a good one. Yeah. Did you
0: see... Uh, either of you see The Weeknd uh, with um, Lindsay Duncan and oh, Jim no, Broadbent? I didn't see that. I think it's on Netflix, but I'm not 100% sure, but it's really great. Yeah. And it's they are a married couple, so... And they're returning to a place they've been before decades earlier, and so there's this... you know, There's a sense of nostalgia there, but also they're constantly talking about what has changed and yeah. and also you know the i think it's where they went on their honeymoon and so they go to the room where they stayed and what seemed like a nice place when they were first married now they're just like this place is junky can we stay somewhere else <laughs> and it's and so it's it's very funny but also uh, very very sad at times
2: i never saw the weekend but i always enjoyed the poster because it had the two main characters mm-hmm. above above the picture, and then at the bottom it just says five stars, and then it says Jeff Goldblum. So it's as if it's just giving <laughs> the idea of Jeff Goldblum five stars or that he was the <laughs> critic of his own film.
1: Um, speaking real quick, to change the subject, but uh, mm. speaking of posters with stars on them, did you hear about what happened with the the legend? Is that what the movie it's called? Legend? Oh, legend. Uh, oh, they're, uh, they're, they're Ronnie Cray. Tom uh, Hardy, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tom Hardy plays both roles. So the poster just has uh, or, or the whatever the image they put out just has like a bunch of four stars you know four mm-hmm. stars and everyone's like uh you know credited to whatever publication mm-hmm. and then the way they're standing there's two stars between their heads so oh, okay. it looks like it's part of the background like it's just another f- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. review uh with their heads in the way but it really was just a two-star review that they threw up there oh, wow from the guardian and the uh yeah, the 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 guy who wrote the review like tweeted about it that he <laughs> that they tried to make a two star review look like a four star review.
0: Wow, why would the? I mean, I guess you can just leave it out. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, they can do anything on posters. Yeah,
1: and when there was a recent thing with uh, an AV Club review of what yes. was the uh, the David O. Russell, it was uh, called Nails Nailed, but then it was called like accident accidentally in love something That's a like a that yeah. song it's not that, um but on the canadian blu-ray release yep. yeah I mean, this is, is on
0: you guys like,
1: yeah um they took a quote way way out of context because it was not a, a positive review yeah, yeah. Sure. and he basically like uh th- what he was saying is like if david O. russell had finished it you could see these elements and they just took yeah
2: yeah 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 they have no compunction yeah oh uh, well, i think they did um apologize for that. That's good. Good Uh, for them. I feel like I would be aware of that if I was reviewing films, though. I'd be like... I would never write, like, better than The Godfather. Definitely not. They, <laughs> they will cut. They'll be, yeah. They'll be and really the other thing happened.
1: they'll do that I feel like they shouldn't be able to is they add exclamation points where yes. there were none. There no. could be not an exclamation point in the entire review. And somehow they're adding an exclamation point when someone says, you know, the, uh, oh, the use of this one song was fantastic. And then the, the poster just says, fantastic.
2: <laughs> Which, as we know from Seinfeld, changes the tone of a sentence terrifically. <laughs> And we only know that from Seinfeld. We only know yeah. that from
0: Seinfeld.
1: Si- yep. <laughs> Thank you, because, Seinfeld. Um, Elaine's friend had a baby, and her boyfriend, yeah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal,
2: wrote... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. She, it is, which she is a straight, the, Yeah, it does seem <laughs> slightly sociopathic to me. <laughs> had a baby. <laughs> Would like to be a part of a list, though. Like Bob, Milk, Jane had a baby. <laughs> bought eggs (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't think of anything other than buying more dairy type (laughs) items that's that's all this
0: person does Mm -hmm. you know and then of course they go and murder somebody Um, so uh, so uh, this this may be kind of a strange question so what and it might be reductive i apologize what kind of uh what kind of writer would you say you are what kind of like comedy writer would you say you are like Uh, specific I mean I guess you write for a a show that has sketches so maybe it needs to be a little bit varied but I mean I know that some people would say especially comedians would say well I like to tell drawn out stories and then have punchlines along the way and then build to a climax or I like to do just a quick two sentence joke and get it over with you know and so either as a stand up writer or a sketch writer uh, how would you classify yourself my reason for asking is are there any movies that you could point to and say that is a clear influence on the kind of person, uh, the kind of writer that I am? No way.
2: Um, I think I'm sort of the opposite of the first one you mentioned. I write a ton of one-liners, okay. and then work that into what just seems, a, okay. you know, a large monologue about. I, and I'm, I'm doing. I'm just hitting the point that everybody seems to hit where you're drifting towards wanting to talk about yourself and tell mm-hmm. trying to have stories. But up until now, it's been one-liners uh, worked into a story, which I feel like. Anything Armando Iannucci has done Mm -hmm. is uh, hugely that, Mm -hmm. Um, and Woody Allen. Just the idea of I I don't believe like there are a lot of reviews of Woody Allen that I feel like get it wrong. I think he does. He has his existential themes and stuff, but I think he also writes. Just sits down, jotting jokes all day, Mm -hmm. all week, and then plugs them in. I think that's. It's hard to do it any other way. They come to you rather than. I mean. I don't know exactly how Woody Allen's mind works. I'm thankful, but yeah, his
1: his <laughs> yeah. early books like "Without Feathers" and what's the other uh, big one? Uh, that, "Getting Even." Yeah, "Getting Even." Like they're just so goofy. Yeah, like that's not it's not the guy who made interiors that you think of. No, you know they're they're very silly, uh, and I and I and I love them. But uh, they also all you know have you know he clearly knows a lot about art
2: history and philosophy sure. and stuff like that. Can I ask a in. question? By all means, and I? Ne- what's your each of your favorite Woody Allen films do you have? oh that's a tough one just because it's it's yep. something that I know that's one of the few things I know about myself is what my I would probably say, would say Hannah and Her Sisters for me I
1: almost. think as much as I want to go with like an early silly one uh,
2: probably Crimes and Misdemeanors Crimes and Misdemeanors is yeah. fully my, yeah so we're all in that same period which is
0: it's yeah it was it was between those two I also really like Sweet and Lowdown if there's and in there I like it <laughs> yeah Love and Death yeah, I love it. Bullets in Broadway, I love it. Yeah, um, so M and Harry—they're <laughs> <laughs> a comedy team. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do love Crimes and Misdemeanors. Like, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, but part of me feels like eh, a little bit too much plot there.
2: Sure. Well, it's, as obsessed uh, as I am with like Airplane or Monty Python, mm-hmm. the the like Sideways in Bruce thing, why they come to me or Amadeus is like the and crimes of misdemeanor is just full darkness and full comedy. Like the yeah. thing of like Goodfellas, right. like everything, every funny thing is way heightened by the rest of it being dramatic and yeah. vice versa. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh,
1: uh, that's people don't talk about the comedy of Amadeus very much, but that was mm-hmm. something. Cause I didn't see it until later in life and just hearing it of it as like, you know, Oscar winner, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, 1984. And just hearing it as like a prestige film and uh his performance what's his name thomas something tom holtz tom holtz um is so like goofy and very like physical and mm. uh he's he's sort of having a having a romp yeah uh and it led me to go watch some of um Milos Forman's uh earlier stuff yeah. his his stuff in um Czech- czechoslovakia i guess at the time is that yes. where he's from yes yeah, and I still feel I feel weird saying Czechoslovakia because that doesn't <clears throat> exist. But that would be right at the time. At the time yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. but like the Fireman's it's Ball. It's not like a Caitlyn Jenner thing. You can when you're speaking retroactively <laughs> <Daddy, laughs> you can say it's Czechoslovakia. Um, but like, is it called the Fireman's Ball? That's a that's a hilarious movie. Is it's, it? Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, it, it's just a, a party where people act very a very ra- very raunchy and drunken manner for about a no, hundred minutes.
0: Yeah. Wait, yeah. is that actually fun or is it just no, like no, really it, uncomfortable? It Some
1: of it's a little uncomfortable because okay. there's a lot of like like very old men being very forward with
2: very young women, uh, and nice. that's a little uncomfortable. Back to Woody Allen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just um, the context of a drama like the. Uh, this is why tell, describing uh, like a, a joke or something is so difficult. Because like, when I think of the funny lines from Amadeus, like Jeffrey Jones just saying, like, and there it is. Like, why, <laughs> how would that be funny? You could not draw someone to a film by having you need to show the five minutes proceeding. <laughs> right. And then him just, I'm clasping my hands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeffrey Jones can make almost anything funny, maybe not in in his personal life. But uh, we're, we're dancing uh, around a theme theme here with Woody Allen and Jeffrey Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That Roman Polanski also pretty funny. Sure, Um, Yeah. It's uh, let me, uh, that idea of, of darkness in the midst of comedy, or I guess comedy in the midst of darkness, Mm -hmm. depending on how you look at it. uh, I think I was, uh, I don't think I actually read the article, but I saw that an article was written about this and I had also I, I meant to read it cause I was like, Oh, I also noticed that, <laughs> that there've been a lot of on TV lately. There have been a lot of shows that are very funny, but also horrendously depressing. Like Bojack Horseman, for example. Oh my God. Um, but then also I find Rick and Morty kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget the other ones that they, that they brought up, but just like shows that you're, it, it's a very kind of caustic laughter and at the but at the end of every single
2: episode, it's like i feel terrible I like, felt do you, do you enjoy those, or is I are those do. a little too dark I, to I no i do um i I know why I'm thinking of older things so much, but like the Larry Sanders show was full of oh, that yeah. for me just the rawest human emotion, and that's the only that's why like Jeffrey Tambor <laughs> just trying to slam a door and fail is is so heightened <laughs> by the fact that he plays it so raw the rest of the time it's uh, I'm trying to think if there are laughs in Hannibal, but there aren't. Are there? There I think are. So?
1: There are occasionally. Uh, I mean, definitely. Uh, for as twisted as he is, Mason Verger got a lot of laughs yeah. out of me, and yeah, that's what they they got to use the. Uh, they talked at the Comic Con panel about what like NBC would let them get away with, mm-hmm. yeah. and like they, <laughs> Mason Verger was allowed to use the phrase uh, "spitters or quitters," yeah, is, <laughs> but they weren't. But in the season two uh, When Michael Pitt as Mason Verger was trying to was using a euphemism for lesbian sex, mm-hmm. NBC like vetoed like every one of them until they came up with a super old fashioned one button stitching. Doesn't <laughs> <which>, that, <that's laughs> even really I can't really think about it what that means. Scan, no. <laughs> yeah, Uh, but that's what like they were Mason Verger was allowed to refer to. uh, his sister is button stitching
0: well if any if any like cadence could sell (laughs) button stitching i think it's that one yeah
2: um my friend carter the silliest sketch comedian you could ever imagine uh was turned into a cello on hannibal oh really that's yeah so it does does have those elements for me too yeah wait
0: your friend he was in the show and he got turned into a cello yeah Yeah, that was in
2: season one right yeah 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 he was, that's he weird. Was, that's got to be weird to see uh, sure, your friend yeah. uh, mangled like yeah, that, right? Yeah, setting because they're good at what they do. They make it look like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's happened. Yeah, I can't really picture him other than as the cello. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. about six foot five and weighs well, a buck ten. It's <laughs> a striking image.
0: <laughs> wow, I feel like Hannibal's. I feel like it's pretty funny. I mean, I, yeah, I,
2: yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't laugh out the loud the or anything. Hannibal, but uh, I, yeah,
1: it was in this recent season when Will asked Hannibal how is he choosing them? Which is the line directly from the book. Yeah. Hannibal says, uh, I imagine social media can't be too careful with those privacy settings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And just, but I feel like, um, so much of Dr. Chilton is pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scott Thompson was Aaron Abrams. Like, yep. I think they're both really funny I don't know. It's yeah. Aside from like, I think the central three characters and even then Hannibal's pretty, uh, droll. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's a pretty funny show.
2: Do you know Scott Thompson and Aaron Abrams? Are Canadians? I know Scott Thompson well. Okay. I don't know Aaron Abrams. How's he doing? <laughs> He's doing great. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, he just got a big role that I can't think of right now.
0: Is it Hannibal? Because that was actually a couple years ago. Yeah, no, that's not a new. That's <laughs> not new. I mean, I guess you know, in the grand scheme, it's it just happened. <laughs> you know, he just got this role. Sure, and like yeah, but it went it went poorly again. If you, in the grand
2: scheme, uh, what have you seen recently that you liked, movie-wise? I saw um, I saw The New Mission Impossible. Did you love it? Uh, I did love it. I didn't love it as much as number 4, which is one of my more rewatchable films. It's one of those things where I don't I don't even know how much I love it more than I it's what I show to people when uh, yeah, yeah. we're watching it we're home watching a movie. Um what else did I see? Is Stopped that your the like tape I
1: think. <laughs> Is that you people have like deal breakers for like people that are dating is, is yours ghost
2: protocol? uh, It is absolutely not ghost (laughs) protocol. I I am. I'm one of those people who's terrified to show somebody a movie that I really love, uh, because I'm worried they, they won't. And then it will be. Yeah. In Bruges, I've tried to show several people and they're they're not into it. Really? Yeah. I feel like they're not into, they're not into watching it. Like they don't, they don't want to, I don't know. I don't know what, what kind of reputation it has
0: i mean i guess it does i feel like it doesn't have much of a reputation in general right um and I, it's pretty funny almost immediately there's another one it's that's really like good. incredibly dark yeah uh you know you have children getting killed and you have a, a well you know what i won't even say the <laughs> other thing because you haven't seen it david and i don't want to spoil that for right. you um,
2: joyride i constantly recommend to people too. damn right that's make, a fantastic the, movie. isn't it yeah we like, my yeah my wife and i were just talking about it yeah
1: uh yeah, it's a great movie. I think Tyler and I have been champions of it since before we did the podcast. Yeah, we, I think
0: you and I watched it together, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think I time? rented it from my video store in Chicago. Uh, and we watched it, and uh, then I bought
2: it, and I, I've seen it a couple dozen really? times. Yeah, yeah, probably because, yeah. and it's again, so great. like a scary bad time, except for Steve Zahn just saying, "Yeah, <laughs> a lot of those aren't even jokes in the script, but just the way he delivers oh, yeah. them yeah. is halting." You yeah,
1: know. Uh, and his
2: commentary track on the dvd by
1: the way he is really yeah. uh, a whole yeah. you get another whole 90 minutes of uh steve steve's be, steve on being funny <laughs> which uh, he he uh, he talks about the only reason the movie's rated r is because they say fuck but if you're getting chased through a wheat field <laughs> by a semi-truck you're not gonna say oh golly gee willikers <laughs> he also um he calls, calls out paul walker on sucking in his cheeks to make his face <laughs> <line in. laughs> yeah
0: it was, oh see he did it right there yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's but yeah, that's a that's a really good movie. Um, and I wish, uh, I mean, John Dahl, John Dahl, the director, has um, still has quite a career directing television a lot now. Right. But I, I wish he were making movies like that in Red Rock West and uh, the last setup yeah, even and yeah like, even
2: Rounders I love yeah that's but, a good yeah. one yeah. I haven't seen yeah. in a long
0: time that's a good one I never saw the Great Raid he made that it was a war movie but it, like no. with no exposure at all and I and I I never saw it but I heard it was you know, functional. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm sure he's, he can't, I don't think that guy could make anything No. bad. I don't
1: know. Did you see you kill me? Is that, I him? did.
0: That and, and I thought it was pretty good. Oh, okay. You know, um, it's, uh, it's kind of a, because it's more of a straightforward comedy in some ways, I feel like it just doesn't, I don't think you can do straightforward comedy. I think you can do comedy incidental to a much more right. dramatic story, but, right. uh, Red Rock yeah. West is a very funny movie. It's very much. So yeah. very much. So, um, so let's see, you got your mission Impossible four. <laughs> you got your Joy crimes Ryan's and in misdemeanors in Bruges. In Bruges. Yep. Those are your
2: favorite movies of all time. Uh, <laughs> when you put it that way, I f- I, that doesn't <laughs> ring true. Um, Oh gosh but I guess they are if they if they're what I want to watch right now um which I could watch Amadeus right now and we will um (laughs) that's fine with me it's three three hours long yeah but it flies
0: by yeah I recently rewatched it because on more than one lesson we've been going through the best pictures and as a refresher I threw on Amadeus and it's just like that's one that yes it's done you know it's like this it seems so old and stodgy, but it's done with such a an energy. Yeah. Not merely b- with the comedy, but just the general tone of it. It just seems so vibrant and just so watchable. Um, I can't... I, I, was, I was angry at myself. That, like, this is only the third time I've watched it? I've seen it like three times in 15 years? What's wrong with me? This is a remarkably
2: rewatchable film. And with a good sound system, you're... Being educated in music, is- unfortunately, <laughs> I was watching it on my computer. Which okay. is, uh, was it while you were editing Kids images?
0: Kids today. So much again, more, I know again. so
2: much more about Tyler than I <laughs> think Well,
0: here's 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 what happened: is that uh, that was an instance where I threw it on while I was working, mm-hmm. and I wound up. Getting my work done a solid day late, yeah, because I just stopped watching well, and, that's and a very stopped working. Visual, yeah, yeah, feast. It's a thing I've tried to, I try to do from time to time. Uh, I remember with The Walking Dead, I tried to put that on, and then I realized, no, 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 hearing it is the problem. I don't want to hear this horrible dialogue. It's a movie. That's a show that needs to be seen. And if it was silent, it would be one of the best shows of all time because the makeup is wonderful. But that dialogue is horrible. Mm-hmm. Do you watch The Walking Dead?
2: I do not. Oh, I uh, I got off AMC after Breaking Bad. I think you uh, got off that train. I got yeah <laughs> yeah. That's the last thing I heavily inv- I I've seen one like a couple episodes of Mad Men and never uh, hmm. done the trip because I, I got into it late and was like. Am I going to, I'm not going to be with the zeitgeist. Uh, you know, I think it's like lost watching it at the time seemed important. Have you not seen lost? Uh, I watched the first season okay. because my girlfriend watched the first season and then, uh, yada, yada, yada. I didn't watch the second <laughs> season. <laughs> uh, were those two things related? Was it that, uh, I, w- I would watch every Tuesday I would watch lost after Gilmore girls and, uh, which Gilmore Girls quite good. Um, Wait, did it air on Tuesdays? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. It, or Tuesdays or Wednesdays? I thought it was Wednesdays. Well, I
1: think they moved it around a lot. Fair I don't enough. I do if it was ever Tuesdays. <laughs> I remember it was Wednesdays, while, but it, I think it was on Sundays at one point. Ugh. Oh,
2: and oh, I, I never watched it. <laughs> I don't
0: know why Sunday. that grosses me out, but it's just um, it more uh, that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this.
2: Do it. <laughs> Are you a fan of Survivor? Have you ever watched Survivor? In your <laughs> life? I, uh... You know what? I just realized. I also watched the first season of Survivor. Hey, um, I make I, I do jokes about it. I I talk about. I wrote a Richard Hatch joke for twenty two minutes last year. Um, and Timely, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, since that, there were just they started making so many. Yeah, um, season thirty one is coming up. Wow, I, I, I remember distinctly season one, all of season one, and then I remember when um, a man fell in a fire that season two was that season. two. Okay, that's so right. I didn't, huh. I just started season two and then, uh, yeah. But, uh, then you saw the guy's skin hanging
0: off of his hands mm-hmm. after he fell in that fire and decided to, this watch Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do that
1: instead. You know, what I remember uh, I watched one season of survivor in mm-hmm. Africa where you and, yeah, and I watched you and together, and I watched together. We first moved to Chicago. And the only thing I really remember was that Ethan won a challenge. Yeah. He was rewarded with French fries. He ate too many French fries <laughs> And
0: got sick. <laughs> yes. Well, because they're not eating anything.
1: Right. His stomach had, like, so to like, a coin purse, yeah, and suddenly yeah. he, like, eats a half pound of French fries. Of greasy French fries. Yeah. yeah. And
2: yeah. it just destroys him. Yes. Speaking of which, I went to In-N-Out Burger today. That's what I wanted to say. I've never... They don't exist up there. I hear about them all the time. What did and you think? Also, What's the verdict? Well, I didn't... I, the burger was great, and they gave me a hat. Um... <laughs> the french fries i was not impressed with i love their french fries but a lot of people feel the way that you do
1: i, I don't know care if they them.
2: gave me like it, there was there's no salt on them really right yeah I and not not much like oil it just seemed like yeah it seemed more like it's like here's some slices of here, potato if potato you want and that i see be, i like that, that right. i like that it really does taste like
0: potato sure yeah no, if i want a potato i'll eat a potato well, I'm not gonna eat just a stir
2: <laughs> potato like a kind of psychopath. <laughs> eat it like an apple.
0: <laughs> just. Uh, no, it's uh no. French fries they taste different than a potato. And so that's uh I don't know. Like the vast uh, majority
2: of them. I did I would have got onion rings. I noticed they didn't do they don't do
0: No, they're onion very rings. Sim, very simple menu.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Did you get a shake? I did get a shake. I got a chocolate shake. And it was it was it was good. And my friend uh who i'm saying we've got a neapolitan shake really yeah is that no? is is that offered or is that secret menu stuff i don't know because he's been going on about the secret menu for days and they it made him furious that i didn't do my first time i don't want to jazz up my burger i want to see what they're all about and whether they can do variations on that after but he's he's jaded now he's got to (laughs) get he needs the fried (laughs) mustard for his fix or he doesn't
1: feel a thing i don't i still get the I don't go secret menu usually, but if I'm not in the mood for a whole meal, I will get animal style fries. I don't like the animal style burger because of pickles. I don't like pickles, but I like the the animal style fries, which is essentially the same stuff with like the cheese and the grilled onions and everything that the uh,
0: animal style burger has, but no pickles. Now this will not be interesting to anybody that's the end of my sentence uh but clause, um technically clause, clause, thank clause. you thank you I, I regret it the minute i said it um but um what is animal style again i mean i wouldn't I'm like it obviously I, like
1: i think there's with the fries it's melted cheese and grilled onions and is it
2: mustard is that what you said something about uh, fried mustard? oh is like, that the animal style yeah yeah, oh, yeah I, they put I know what it is uh,
0: like how an animal eats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a uh, just a filthy, disgust. just yeah. indiscriminately. Yeah.
1: And then I guess if you get the animal style fries, you get the, um, I think you get some of the Thousand Island sauce that's on the burger usually. Mm. Or whatever they're, I don't, I don't know if it's technically called Thousand Island, but. Uh, whatever that horse is. But they're, yeah, they're, which is like a classic
2: california burger thing to Is put thousand island what's the most california thing i can do while i'm here by the way because i go surfing <laughs> <laughs> i'm so i didn't know you could be in california and this far from the beach like oh I, yeah I, oh yeah yeah people are like you can lay on the ocean and and i love the beach boys but I, i'm not going to see anything <laughs> they talked about i'm seeing the things the eagles talked about i'm seeing ventura boulevard i'd say
1: the most Los Angeles thing you could probably do is complain that there's no good pizza or bagels. I think <laughs> there you that's go. like the, there you go. the thing that most Angelinos who aren't from Los Angeles like to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I would say, um, eat tacos. That's go to a taco truck, not like some like like a fancy gourmet food truck. They have those everywhere, but yeah. like a real like dollar twenty five a taco that's taco true. truck. And there's almost
0: always one right around me, right? Although probably not this time of night. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, that's 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 a thing. That is, uh, uh,
1: I'm trying to think what other than eating is something that you can do <laughs> that's very. Uh, that's main
0: the main thing I do. Yeah. Well, it's frustrating because uh, I, like there's not that much. There's a lot to do in Los Angeles. I get it. But I feel like there's not really that much to do no, for the most part. I like think when there's I think endless of, things to do. Like when I think of Chicago, I think of a lot of very specific things mm-hmm. that you can do that is just like, this is, that almost celebrates Chicago. Like what? Like, uh, that awesome architectural boat tour, you know, you can take a, bo- a boat tour that goes right through the city, or you can go to the Sears Tower, you can go walk on Magnificent Mile, you can go to, uh, Navy Pier or something like that, like all
1: of those. Okay, p- well you could do all this, that you could take, there's like a billion bus tours here a lot of walking tours especially downtown there you could walk around our, chinatown you could walk around overa street you could go to Chinatown's Venice Beach bad. uh boardwalk if you want to deal with that um <laughs> yeah if you want to walk through
0: that haze <laughs> i am not a, I'm not a fan i don't of, care for yeah. venice beach um, i feel like it's a thing that should be experienced once that's not a bad california thing yeah walking along Steven Venice beach. and lifting dumbbells Ex- yeah yes that is all you'll see there <laughs> go to venice beach do
1: yoga and eat sushi that's right that's the go. 1990s yep. uh, yeah. stereotype
0: of los angeles <laughs> what is a what is a we're completely off movies now i apologize what uh what was that to who i'm good with it yeah I'm okay so whichever fine with me <laughs> uh because david mentioning like the the food thing like no good uh pizza or bagels yeah. but the pizza bagels are delicious <laughs> um the uh what is some like toronto food is there like a food that is uh specific pizza pizza is really big there's um, like a toronto style pizza
2: no no oh no, okay. we have no we have no nothing of our own in that so oh, we okay. have, like poutine is big which is from montreal Quebec. i don't know what that is it's oh it's uh is, is it like disco fries? It's like disco like, fries, but we don't have those on yeah, the west coast uh, either. Yeah, it's fries with gravy and cheese curds and uh I
1: I feel like you'd love it. Um oh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've only had fancy poutine because there's an there's a there's a restaurant here in Los Angeles called Animal. Um yeah. not Animal style, <laughs> um, but it's called Animal because their thing is that they serve all kinds of meat. Right. And I had like a very fancy like like poutine with like oxtail gravy and like aged cheddar or whatever but i haven't had
2: like the late night drunk food uh poutine which yeah. i've heard so much about yeah there are restaurants in montreal you can get like 100 variations of it but it's it's already so extravagant as you can tell from tyler's <laughs> reaction on its in its most basic form that i'm surprised people punch it up so often
0: i feel like people are it's, i think the people are just way too comfortable with like gravy being on things mm mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with gravy. It's well, I mean it's good on some things mm-hmm. like mashed potatoes and turkey and that's it. Now biscuits? You don't like biscuits and gravy? No. I oh, love good god and no. Gravy. Biscuits and gravy, it's like if someone says if I were to say I would like some biscuits and gravy, I I expect the waiter or waitress to say soggy biscuits, got it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of you.
1: Oh, see now this Let's just du- so let's off just topic. Let's just that's dunk that. them in water for but a while. This is something you and I have disagreed on off mic before about what the ideal biscuit is okay because you like a soft and fluffy biscuit and i like a biscuit that is flaky with a hard with a sort of a crisp outer shell
0: i'm not opposed to that but you've uh, changed
1: your tune because when we (laughs) talked about this before you said uh
0: who wants a hard biscuit? Well, I don't want it to be work, you know? <laughs> I want it to, uh, you know, I don't want it to be a chore.
2: Jeremy, I- ideal biscuit? Um, it's not something we have okay. much of. We we have a, a restaurant called Red Lobster. Sure. That's a mm. seafood, yeah, and that's... They have their cheddar that, biscuits. The cheddar, that cheddar biscuits soaked in butter, yeah. Um, we have, because there's a uh, Popeye's uh-huh. oh, yeah. Yeah. like uh, the worst restaurant I've ever been to. I went there recently. Um, they're accessible- First of all, they're, accept- I took a picture of this, put it on Twitter. Uh, their accessible washroom. The disabled washroom is blocked by their garbage cans. <laughs> they the lay out this. That's where they need to put them. And they make no apologies for that. Um, but I didn't enjoy their biscuits. So I feel like I need to try that somewhere in America, not LA probably.
1: Yeah. I don't know where you
0: get good need biscuits. to go to the in South Los Angeles. Yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cracker yeah, okay. Barrel, Cracker Barrel would be a good place to get biscuits. I'm sure. I've never been to a Cracker Barrel. Really? It's not or good. Maybe <laughs> it's not very good. Um, they have a gift shop. Yes, they do. Okay, maybe I've been. It's to. just a whole lot of shit <laughs> that no one would ever, ever want to buy. Is it associate like is it Cracker Barrel branded? No
1: but it's because they're like off and off the highway, right? Yeah, it's
0: basically like truck stop stuff but somehow more rustic mm-hmm. and less practical.
1: It's, well, it's and a lot of country and western CDs, probably a lot of like Vince Gill's greatest hits. Probably yeah. There for you to listen to in your car. Maybe they st- I'll bet if any place in America still sells cassettes. <laughs> like if anyone's making new cassettes, there's some label making new printing new copies of Vince Gill cassettes to sell. <laughs> yeah, Cracker, Cracker barrels. Bell. Um Let's get back to movies. Can okay, we, yeah, please, yeah, sorry.
2: Can we talk? I don't know if I mentioned this. I love movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, who? Are you, not, not, to, not to keep uh, pigeonholing you, but you are from another country. Who are your favorite Canadian directors? What are your favorite Canadian films?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, and not merely Canadian. Which ones are you, do you think are the most Canadian?
2: Uh, That's well, what I want to know. You know what? You know what I was thinking today is an extremely Canadian film? Dirty Work um they are <laughs> it's populated gordon martineau who's this the anchor for the news station in toronto and has been for my whole life mm-hmm. is the the anchor who gets hit he's the like, son of a bitch bastard son of a bitch bastard i love he that guy like one one of most, yeah. Lines in cinema. yeah he's he's the like the voice of my childhood watching deliver the news in toronto um <laughs> and norm Macdonald is extremely toronto in his his delivery um gosh
1: well, I, I guess when I think of Canadian filmmakers, I think of um David Cronenberg and Guy Madden. Mm-hmm. Those are the first two who mm. leap to mind. Right.
0: Adam McGoyan, he's Canadian, right? Yeah,
1: yep. that's true. Yep. Um but I guess I think the reason I think of Cronenberg and Guy Madden is because um unlike in America, uh in the States, I guess, you uh have um Government funding of films, yes. and so weirdos like Cronenberg and Guy Madden get to make weirdo movies, Guy and that's Madden awesome.
2: Has benefited so much yeah. from that, yeah. And it's yeah. Trying, because I was trying to think if it, it, there's no way to call his movies Canadian because they're so they're you know they seem a hundred years old, right? Um, but but he's well, he's from Winnipeg, which they, right. they seem the, a, a child with an active imagination growing up in Winnipeg would make Guy Madden films because you're just there's not much to draw from. You're just watching old movies and generating it all out of your own head, which is very Cronenberg too. Is there a? Because I, one thing that I remember,
0: I was on a, I was on a podcast, and they were, they thought they were being very nice when they said, um, and other people have said this as well. Actually, they're like, they're like, you're kind of, you're sort of like a, like an expert on like American films, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Hell are you talking about? Right. And they're just—they're like, well, it's like movies that are like a that are like quintessential American, like about America, like like you you you're like really good at talking about those. And I was like, I feel like you're like you're insulting me. And like, why do you think that? It's like, well, first off, I'm really paranoid, but like, <laughs> secondly, it's just it, I took it as just. So you're American, and you like the movies that are most like you. Right. That's what you like. Comfort zone. You like to be firmly in it. That's how I heard it, because I take insults. But as time has gone on since then, I've yeah. come to realize that that is true. That there are, you know, I, let's see, top three I, movies. You got your Jaws, Citizen Kane, and Nashville. <laughs> I think there's something there. But um, see, I think the I, th- the most American movies I can think
1: of are Rambo, Red Dawn, and Roadhouse. You like the
0: R ones. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's not Uh, forget. It
1: all came out within a few years of each other. Uh, Roadhouse, I've actually never seen it. just on my mind because they're remaking it. They announced Ronda Rousey,
2: two more R's.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ronda Rousey, Roadhouse. Yeah. I heard some people saying, like, Rousing. uh, I I heard a lot of people uh, responding, like, and you know I saw her in Expendables 3 I don't know if she can act and it's like well it's a good thing we're just talking about a remake of Roadhouse <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like it's probably
0: not that yeah. important <laughs> yeah it's not act- uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf <laughs> 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 oh good god can you imagine that be awesome. yeah, a lot of people would be afraid um, of um, um, I love Nanda Rousey by the
1: way
2: I, don't, I never saw any of I never saw Expendables 3 or whatever but uh, I think she's fantastic she's amazing I, th- I think the the thing I need to say is, uh, I have a lot of friends who are experts in Canadian film. Okay. I realize I'm not. Okay. Where I relate to, there are, again, actors that are extremely Canadian and flood, like Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. is, is an impossibly Canadian man. <laughs> um, he, uh, God, it, it is the, basically the whole idea that you hear about like Martin Shorten and people coming down and... Becoming huge stars here, Mike Myers. Like Mike Myers' films are filled with references to Canadia,na um, Tim Hortons, and things like that. Mm-hmm. That uh, that's what I most notice. I I am I'm probably not the biggest not supporter. I don't. I do support Canadian film, but I'm not hugely familiar with our.
0: Like, are you ashamed of being Canadian? Um, oh God! Yeah, very happy about
2: it. Very happy. Uh, Denny Arcand is a good uh, filmmaker. I don't know if you guys have seen. The Barbarian Invasion. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, Jesus I saw that. of Montreal. I,
0: I think I've only seen Barbarian Invasions, mm-hmm.
1: which I um, liked quite a bit. Yeah, and then you've got this new uh, young uh, young Turk, uh, Xavier Dolan. Yeah, uh, he's. You know, causing quite a stir. He has,
2: I haven't seen a single one of his movies, have I. but you hear about him constantly.
1: But yeah, apparently he's quite a personality. He's yes. like, I mean, he's made like four movies and he's like 21 or 22 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. And apparently is, uh, I guess, I don't know, outspoken and kind of brandy. Yeah.
2: He's an enfant terrible. <laughs> that's,
1: I think that that's. <laughs> they exactly. put that in
2: italics in all the <laughs> <movies. laughs> Uh
1: And also, but also, you've got, uh, I mean, she's been around for a long time, but Sarah Pauly is now a Canadian director, as she is, a few, uh, years ago. And, um, I wasn't a big fan of either of her narrative fiction films, but, uh, stories we tell the documentary she made is fantastic.
2: Right. Did you see it? I did not. It's really good. I, I ought to, I don't think i, I ought ought to be many of the movies.
0: Yeah. Come on. I'm You're so programmed. Canadian. I need to away from see her. Art.
2: I did not. Oh, I
0: think you would like that one actually. I think I would. I don't love it, but I think you would like it. Um, I did have a question and I'm, uh, you know, obviously you're more than simply a Canadian. You're also a, 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 a victim of uh joke <laughs> theft. um, but I, 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 l- I like things to, on the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, special skills being a victim, um, totally out of my control, but when it happens, <laughs> that's I, you really rock it. Um, But the, uh, I feel like we did this with with, uh, Will Anderson when he was on, when we just talked about Australia the whole time. (laughs) When you mention that a certain actor is very Canadian, what do you mean by that? Like, what, in your opinion, from it, whether it be an actor or writer or director or whatever, like, what do you think it is to embrace the nature of being Canadian,
2: whatever that might mean? I have no idea. (laughs) Gosh. Well there is a way of speaking okay um I feel I feel like the like you'll when I watch Fargo Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how when Dan Aykroyd does interviews on Canadian TV that's how he speaks he speaks in this clip sort of you know like this there's a there's an accent Hmm. that many of them lose um this is a tricky question I'm sorry I'm (laughs) sorry for throwing you no 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 I'm just trying to no I got nothing
0: (laughs) I feel like I feel like at the moment. Okay, based entirely on stereotypes, mm-hmm. which I have to assume will be fine. Um, I feel like you're remarkably Canadian. Uh, for, you're very for, cautious in your answers. Is that Canadian? I feel like I, I feel like I feel like it's very American to be like, "All right, I got about half of an idea." Oh sure, yeah. Well, no, through
2: I, through sheer bluster, I'll get there. <laughs> don't you worry. Like ideally, mm-hmm. I would have just. A bunch of pages written out of my opinions sitting right here that I would be then sharing with you guys and riffing on with a great deal of confidence. Yes. But, uh, (laughs) but I, yeah, I, it's tough to go. Well, it's tough to start a sentence and not know if it's going to turn out about Dan Aykroyd.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, that is true. That's something we can all agree on. (laughs)
2: Um, Also there's maybe just like a quirk that doesn't exist. Like the, the, the way like actors in the seventies used to be very like, idiosyncratic like a Jack Nicholson or something mm-hmm. I feel like you can be weird if you grew up here like Dan Aykroyd was up here for so long and then went down to SNL and there's just like he'll bring the strangest characters that I feel like come from being a like weirdo from Ottawa hmm. um, who believes in UFOs
0: it <laughs> is true yeah he's gotten more vocal about that he has yeah, he's yeah, gotten he's doubled older. down. yeah um. <laughs> it's
1: can I? Th- sorry, this uh, talk of Canadian actors has put me in mind of uh, the movie "This Is the End." Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, with uh, Jay Baruchel and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like part of the like subtext of that movie is the idea that Jay Baruchel is still very Canadian, yes. and Seth Rogen has become Americanized yeah, or sure. something. I don't it's think that's Hollywood. ever really like literalized in the movie but do you do you see that when you watch that movie
2: uh, yeah absolutely and and jay baruchel does like fight for the canadian film industry and still lives up here up there oh. yeah yeah um yeah you're down here now buddy. yeah absolutely uh and he sounds the again, jay baruchel i've described as sounding like he's doing an impression of himself he's so it's the, that is the voice that um do you do you know the dan Aykroyd jay baruchel kind of jerry baruchel yeah 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 that yeah, i've got yeah
1: yeah i like oh. in this is the end when jerry baruchel they're about to I, I don't know if they're about to put some plan together to, when they're going outside or whatever yeah. and he starts with like well boys and to me like <laughs> that like phrase sure. uh, phrasing seems hey, well boys let's throw the puck on the ice that <laughs> <get> thing's done <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: do
1: you like that movie this is the
2: end i do i do yeah, me too um I also loved the world's end, which I'm, I'm for some reason putting together. I feel like they came around the, same, the same time year, and same yeah, year. both yeah. Uh,
1: they both end. The titles both end with the world end. Yeah, oh both and also the world ends in both of them. It, it does. <laughs> that's true, but for
2: different reasons. The world's end, I feel like, it's going to seem. It's going to be a weird movie. Like the long, the more distance we get from it, there's that's just the strange of his movies for me. Yeah, the strangest I d- one of his.
1: I don't even think I need distance. I, I like from the beginning. I was like, yeah, I, I think unlike any other Edgar Wright movies, as much as I love all of his movies, yeah. um, and Scott Pilgrim is still probably my favorite. I felt weirdly like gross and sad at the end of the world's end in a way that I didn't with his other movies. Sure. It's uh, a, yeah, it's a depressing movie.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, which is someone choosing to tell a specific story and, I think so- we, we sometimes get so focused on how they tell the story that I think we don't often ask why this story? Why is this the one that you had the burning desire to tell? Like I was talking um, at the uh, at the Arrow they've been doing this uh, Studio Ghibli thing mm-hmm. and uh, so some friends saw The Wind Rises which I I did not see it with them but I've seen it and the thing that fascinated me about that movie was just like this was not merely a story that miyazaki was telling this was his last film why on earth would he choose this an interesting story Mm -hmm. but why did he choose this to be the his his ending note it astounds me i have no idea and and stuff like that and then like the end of the of the cornetto is that i'm saying? am i saying that right yeah yeah um the end. The 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 last of that trilogy is this very strange film that is not necessarily direct homage to any or loving homage to any uh, genre like Shaun of the Dead was, like Hot Fuzz was. Instead, it's this whole other entity that that has elements of sci-fi, has ele- but not really. Um, I still feel like it's pretty you know it takes a lot from the like body snatchers yeah. and the, those type of there type there of is that but i feel like but tonally i feel like it's it's miles away from that you know like there are moments in hot fuzz i mean the the entire last 30 minutes i'd uh-huh. say where it's just like it is mimicking the tone of those oh, movies yeah. whereas this one there's a lot of body snatchers in there in story but in in tone it's miles away and and the and the main character is different i don't know it's just it's a thing that i've been thinking about i think it's really
2: personal like his most personal one of just Mm -hmm. like because he talked about going back to his hometown and not recognizing it and not being recognized i wonder if that's the wind rises thing too of like because it's such a more a less supernatural and fantastical movie than the rest of his that you're some kind of coming down to earth when you're trying to wrap things up
0: and I feel like any, t- I think I, I tend to think of it anytime somebody is ending, whether it be a career or I'm ending the trilogy phase, with this, yeah. like, because there's a finality to it. It's like, all right, so I guess this is what you wanted me to think about
2: when I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, about yeah, yeah. This your, is your career or trilogy or whatever it Yeah. Is. You're summing up.
1: Huh. Well, speaking of summing things up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's, I think uh, uh, I'm feeling uh,
0: very introspective at the moment. I apologize.
1: But I think we probably should uh, wrap things up. Uh, did you have something that you needed to get to? Uh, not officially, but I did want to just uh, throw out a little announcement. Well, real quick, um, can I tell you about tweakedaudio.com when you go to buy professional quality earbuds? I'd rather earbuds, you didn't. Professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles and uh, in colors that are Must very stylish. Price. They're very colorful. They are available at a low, low price. And... In addition to that, beyond the low, low price that has already been established, we're going into this with the assumption of a low, low price. Mm-hmm. But if you at the end of the whole thing, if you show patience, if you get through the uh, the, the process, which is very simple, if you, you run that frat- labyrinth <laughs> um, at the end, you put in offer code pretension, which is spelled S-I-O-N at the end, by the way. Just people Absolutely. know I've seen, I've seen it misspelled yes. um, S-I-O-N at the end that's, that's
0: how the word pretension ends if I, um, go- if I Google the misspelling I'll get just as many hits <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, If you put in the offer code pretension at the end You get one third off And no shipping charges So that's tweakedaudio.com Offer code
0: pretension What was your announcement? So um, This is a, 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 a dumb No, it's not a dumb thing This is a good thing why am I putting myself down? So, uh, on September 19th, there is Alpha Omega Con, which is admittedly, it's a, it's a Christian thing. Um, why do i play why do i play all this Uh, down whatever it's a it's a it's it's like a comics and pop culture convention um it's it's pretty small there was only like 500 people that came through it last year but it's in a small place so it looks impressive um and it's in la mirada so if you go to alphomegacon.com uh you will see all the details of, of where it is and how to get there and all that it's it's uh, five bucks in advance to go, or ten wow. bucks at the door. Uh, more than one lesson, we'll have a table there. It's Friend- a
1: chance to get to know La Murada as something other than a place that catches on fire when there's forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't e- and I don't even know it that way. So. That's what I think of when I
0: think of La Mirada. It's like, oh, yeah, La Mirada.
1: It's been pretty hot fire. lately. Yeah. Let's,
0: <laughs> let's hope that it doesn't burn down before Alpha But um But so I will have a booth there. Friend of the show, Doug Jones, will also have a booth there. But then also 1230 p.m. in room 200, I believe, um, I will be hosting a panel there with friend of the show jason eakin and uh a, a friend of more than one lesson bill Oberst jr noted horror icon who's been like 100 things in the last five years because he's uh, he works like a psychopath and he often plays psychopaths but uh but yeah so uh i'm very excited to do this panel and so if anybody would like to attend you're more than welcome to do so
1: i can't attend i have something else going on that day um
0: so so what what do you i'm not gonna tell because i believe (laughs) that day is a special day
1: yeah it's a special day let's let's move on okay um so all right anything else I think that is it. Well, let's real quick uh, run down our plugs, and then we'll throw it to Jeremy. Fair enough. Uh, We are at battleshippretention.com. You've already learned how to spell that. Uh, That's where all the movie reviews are and all the links to our uh, blog posts and other podcasts and the BP fleet. All that can be found, as well as links to our sponsors like uh, Ryan Barrett, CPA. That's (laughs) right. Um, You can email us at david at com or tyler at com. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at tylerpretension.com. Uh, and you are you have another podcast. It's called more than one lesson. You just talked about what's going on there. Yeah. Anything new? That's it. Uh, okay. let's see. As of since right since now, <laughs> uh, we talked about, <laughs> we talked about, Annie Hall, Annie Hall, um, speaking of, uh, Woody Allen is we yes. uh, my, uh, I'm on, on Twitter at Davey pretension, uh, my other podcast is called Hey, watch this. I have no idea what's going on there for the next couple weeks.
0: I'm taking a couple weeks off. Well, I so can tell you, enjoy it. Oh, are you on? Yes. What are you What are you talking about? We're going to be talking about Hand of God. Oh, and the Awesomes.
1: Oh, you're doing all all streaming episode. It would have God so. is on Amazon. Yes, the Awesomes is on Hulu. Yeah, Hand of God is a series premiere. Yep the awesomes is a season three premiere that's correct all right I know weird my television. that you know all that that's i'm a television guy
0: that's right um and uh that's it for us well i mean i do have yet another podcast <laughs> you already okay what worth I, playing for yes
1: i know oh yeah I, I you mentioned survivor earlier i thought you had already talked about worth playing for but you know
0: i have another yeah worth playing for maybe i won't talk about it now all right. Well, the show hasn't started yet. No, it has. Oh, it has. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the time this goes up, um, we'll we'll have two episodes. In. I mean, Survivor yeah. hasn't started. Yet. Oh no, that hasn't started. But uh, but it's you can hear us. The first episode we talk about um, uh, just our history with the show. The second episode, which is a solid ninety minutes long. Uh, jen is getting is getting right into the podcasting Uh world um and we talk about our favorite players uh, of all time and so uh the next week we will be doing a, a cast assessment of this next season and then after that the season starts and we're off and running and i can't be more excited than i am now i'm more i i'm potentially more excited for this season of survivor than i am for this season of movies and this oh. is a
1: good this is a good season of movies yeah that's not true of me i can't wait for the fall movie season oh All you right. mean you're not excited for survivor no but i am excited for amazing race oh um, damn right finally we can shut up jeremy where can people find you on the internet where can people learn
2: more about you um, All that stuff. on youtube you can type in the urbane explorer uh, which is the kind of title you come up with when you go, you know, not this, but like that. And then you just keep that one. <laughs> um, that's my show. the Urbane explorer. It's up for a Canadian comedy award this Sunday. Um, fantastic. Can you be know, back th- in time for that? I will. Okay. I will. And on Twitter, you can follow me at JW pencil and pad, uh, where I write a lot of jokes and we'll probably lay out my thoughts on Dan Aykroyd when I'm not jet lagged. I'm going <laughs> to be really finalizing all these thoughts. Um, And uh, those are the two best places to find me. And this hour is 22 minutes, starts at the beginning of October. That's very exciting. And uh, then go back again and watch the Urbane Explorer.
1: And then uh, after every episode of... 22 minutes you can watch the following week's episode of saturday night live yeah see what you missed. <laughs> and
0: see and see see the big stars <laughs> right. saying and these funny to the expanded version of this <laughs> jeremy thank you so much uh for being here well, thanks, thanks you for, for flying, having me thanks for flying down just no, for this, this? It's been yeah. super, <laughs> right. it's great this has been super fun and thank you at home for listening we'll get you next time Bye bye